welcome to my new podcast, Music Mayhem. In this podcast, I will be bringing on guests to talk about albums and artists. In this episode in Music Mayhem, we are going to be talking about Midnights by Taylor Swift. And I have Rhea and Jaden with me. Hello, I'm Rhea. Hi, I'm Jaden. I'm guessing you all like Taylor, I hope. Or you guys wouldn't be on here. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. What was your favorite song off of the album? Depends on the day. Yeah. (laughs) Like Today. Today? Today. Last night, I was listening to You're On Your Own Kid on repeat. Oh, yeah, you texted me about that. Yeah, I did. (laughs) It was, um, what else? Maroon's also, like, a really great song. I would probably say Maroon. Yeah. Honestly, mine's Mastermind right now. Oh, yeah. I've had that on repeat. (laughs) Why, though? I don't know. I just, I like the chorus in it. It's a nice chorus. What's you guys' least favorite? I know this is going to be hard because they're all great, but... Would it be an unpopular opinion to say that I don't like Karma that much? No, I like, get it. Like, it's a fun song. You have to be in the mood. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, I'm convinced that she wrote Karma as a joke. <laughs> 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 Considering, like, so... If anyone doesn't know, for a long time, there was this theory that Taylor had a secret scrapped album called Karma that was supposed to come out after her fifth album, 1989. Like A lot of the basis for the theory is the fact that she had an album come out every two years, almost like clockwork. And so in 2016, she was like due for another album to come out, but she was also like publicly going through a lot of drama and like scandals and stuff so it wasn't a good time to put out an album and so like the album got scrapped and then because of like all the drama and like scandals and feuds that were happening that year we wound up with her sixth album reputation and so that theory's been around for a while but then when she announced karma she was like laughing after she did it and everybody went crazy when they heard about it and so i'm convinced it's just a joke or like making fun of the fans for the theory or whatever oh yeah (laughs) which i know i like that relationship with their fans but i love that but I'm going to have to say Lana Del Rey was robbed in Snow on the Beach. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, she was just yeah. background vocals, and yeah. that kind of made me mad because I'm a Lana stan. breathing. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it went from Taylor and then, like, really quietly to Lana, and I was like, no. Yeah, yeah I feel like we were expecting more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's probably know. my least favorite Snow on the Beach. But, like, Taylor doesn't have, other, other than, like, Phoebe Bridgers, there hasn't been another woman that's had a solo in a Taylor Swift song, right? Yeah. So. I I think she just likes using them for background vocals to, like, make the whole song, like, interesting. And, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure Lana has, like, writing credits on, too, so there's, like, lyricism parts Mm -hmm. that, like, she adds. But. Oh, speaking of Phoebe Bridgers, she's going to be opening for one I of the know. tour dates. Oh, yeah, I saw For a couple that. of them, actually. Yeah. There's a lot of Girl in Red, too. Yeah, Girl in Red's opening for the Chicago shows, which, love her. I'm trying to make my mom. I'm talking my mom into taking oh, me. Oh, yeah, I'm talking my dad into taking me <laughs> to the KC show. I'm upset about the fact that she's not coming to St. Louis. Yeah. And she's going to KC. 
why st louis is like way better yeah more of a city it's more populated too and there would be more people that would be able to go to st louis i think yeah Um, well from our area at least because i'm sorry about the kansas folks (laughs) yeah but yeah who cares about kansas honestly it it seems like a state that like nobody ever talks about that's true (laughs) um what song represents you the best (laughs) <laughs> gotta get sad real quick <laughs> uh and, and okay i know this has nothing this partly has to do with the question but anti-heroes like it took a second to grow on me and i feel like a lot of the album like a lot of the songs are gonna grow on me over time but anti-hero is a good song it yeah is, it's yeah. it's just like not my style that yeah. i would listen to like all the time um you're on your own, kid's a good song. I would say you're on your own, kid. Woo! I would say Maroon. Maroon? I, lo- I love Maroon, and I just... Yeah. Maroon <laughs> feels like a sequel to Dress. Okay, it kind of does. does. Yeah. It kind of does. Well, I, like <laughs> I didn't that. think about that. I was like, like okay. Like, a lot of the songs on this album, I think it's because of the references it has to her old work, too. But they feel like sequels to... Some of her previous songs, yeah. especially on like Reputation, 1989, and Lovers. Yeah, there was a lot was of like, you can go. <laughs> <laughs> my friend was saying it's like Reputation sound with lover lyrics. Yeah. And I said that that sounds very like that. And then like a hint of 1989. Yeah. When I first listened to it, I thought it was like kind of like a mashup of 1989 and then Reputation 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I love this. Especially with like Vigilante crap. with that track it's like that gave reputation vibes but Mm -hmm. i felt like it gave reputation vibes but it like really was its own album like midnight because it really didn't like relate to any of the albums i thought but it had like a little reputation vibes the great war i like I like a lot of the bonus tracks more on the 3 a.m. edition. I loved Would've, Could've, Should've. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, the was other song I was listening to on repeat last <laughs> night. <laughs> I was listening to Maroon, Maroon last night, too, like, on repeat. I don't know. Especially, like, I heard s- somewhere, like, people were saying that the bridges on the song weren't good, but they're amazing. Yeah. Like, have you not heard Mastermind's Bridges? Exactly. I know. I, that's, th- that's my favorite part of the, That's my maybe, favorite part of Mastermind. Or the core. I love all of it, honestly. Yeah. Well, speaking of the album, which we are, obviously. Did you guys like the cover of Wh- it? Which one? Because there's so many additions. Yeah. Well, just like the normal like Midnight's cover that I, we saw. I thought it was cool. I liked yeah. it. It gave kind of like a 70s vibe because of like does. the track list on the front of it. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, it's pretty sure it's got, like, the New York City subway font. Yeah. Yeah. People were talking about that. People said it gave Pixar vibes. Pixar? Yeah, because of, like, the coloring and the font a little bit. Oh, I can see that. (laughs) I know. I liked it. It was cool. And then a lot of the... She broke a ton of records with, like, this album, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And, like, um, the Billboard 100, she stayed on there for, like, a week. Yeah, she Covering got, like, the whole top ten. whole top ten, which, like, nobody else can break. They can tie her in now, but yeah. no one can break yeah. that record. That's, that's insane. That was, like, crazy. Also, all when people are, like, going through the records she has to break and, like, who, 
what place she would be in them. Yeah. I underestimated how popular Drake is. Like, Honestly, like, you never really hear about Drake because it's everybody's yeah. guilty artist, kind of. Because <laughs> yeah. I listen to him, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah. my god, I like I it. Li- I like a few songs by him, but I'm like, oh, how did he hold so many records? Yeah. yeah. I, I think you don't hear about him. The only thing no. was God's plan that I think set a whole bunch oh, of records. Like, yeah. I haven't heard people talk about Drake since like 2018. Yeah. And then like, for a few days after Certified Lover Boy came out. And there was only what, a couple valid songs on there, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. Taylor like beat everyone, and it's also interesting to see a woman in the music industry doing this for like 16 years, like our yeah. entire lifetime. And considering how she got taken advantage of by her father, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it's like has repeatedly proven that things people in the past have predicted within the industry on like a business level she's proven them wrong time and time again especially in like recent years since i want to say like 2019 during the master size yeah um but and considering how much hate she got like kanye that was like with the kanye thing hold on Even, like, the way that they spun the story, what was there to be upset about? Nothing. Exactly. I read it, and I was like, okay, this doesn't make sense. Like, why are they mad? Because for anyone listening who, like, needs context, in 2016, like, one of the controversies that happened was Kanye had a song called Famous, and he, like, wrote a line saying he made Taylor Swift famous, and then also had a wax figure of her in the music video that was, like, not exactly appropriate and very yeah, misogynistic. Yeah, it, it was very messed up. On um, And misogynistic. And Taylor was like, yo, this isn't cool. I didn't approve of it. And Kim and Kanye, like, had a video stitched up that made it seem like she consented to it. But the thing is, consent can be revoked. Yeah, definitely. One, two, he didn't make her famous. Like, (laughs) no. Like, what he's referring to is the 2008 VMAs. She very much won that award, and then he got pissed off, and then, like, went up there. Got drunk and was like, Beyonce should (laughs) have won. Yeah. But she won the award in the first place, got album of the year for that. Exactly. So, how would he have made her more famous when she was already. Like, the video was edited, which they f- the full version of it came out in, like, 2019, and people were like, oh, God, I'm sorry, afterwards. But she got way too much hate for it over nothing. Honestly. And it was, like, the stupidest reason to get mad. I was, like, called a snake for months. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of how, cr- how, it's kind of crazy how people just join a crowd because it's the most popular thing to do even though it's not the right reasons like also a lot of like her huge following now is also people joining the crowd because one day everyone woke up and was like oh god her writing's actually very good yeah she makes good songs and part of that could be like the slow progress as a society of being like not scrutinizing big pop artists due to internalized misogyny. Yeah. Um, 
and part of it's just a large number of people being like, it's not cool to hate Taylor Swift anymore, and then people over time just stop hating her, and I'm going to admit to the fact that middle school Rhea <laughs> was going through an emo phase, and was like, I don't listen to normal music, I listen to real music and whatever, and like didn't, it was... It was a guilty pleasure rather than actually listening and being proud of it. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I gassed up myself into thinking I don't like One Direction. It's. I could never gas myself into not liking One Direction. Uh, <laughs> I was I was a One Direction girly. Yeah. That, that was my whole personality back in middle school and no. elementary school. They were all yeah. just, like, guilty pleasures that, that I was, like, listening to but not being open about. And now people probably doing similar things of, like, secretly listening and not being ashamed of it. But also also with, like, around 2020, like, when Folklore came out, people were like, oh, she's a good writer. And all of her songs are actually really great and everything. Yeah. I don't know. And Midnight's. Like <laughs> Sorry, yeah. finish your thought. Oh, well, I was going to go back on, like, the the misogynistic of everything that Taylor Swift has been through. Yeah. Also the misogyny. Yeah. Yeah. Also there's like valid criticisms of her as a person and like some of the things she does like she's very much a capitalist and everything. Oh yeah. And that and like I mean some things I don't condone of that Taylor Swift does which is her jet <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the top one. And then like a, a lot of like white the way that she is vocal about issues is very similar to, like, white feminism, where only being vocal about issues that will affect her. Yeah. Rather than, like, opening your eyes to how everything's systematically affected. And so, like, those things are valid criticisms. She's not a perfect person. Nobody's a perfect yeah. person yeah. anyway. But I feel like people go extra in-depth to find those things about her, just yeah. to find more reasons to, not, yeah. to essentially hate her. Yeah, especially since she's, like, such a big artist, too. Yeah. Everybody finds little things to hate big artists for, even if it isn't, like, a reasonable yeah. one, which I'm, I'm not saying that her viewpoints, or, like, not viewpoints, but... Yeah. Actions. Yeah, her actions aren't... Aren't, um, like, all amazing, Yeah. Aren't or, like, all amazing. Excused. But I mean, like, if you want to, you can listen to people's music without. It's also not like she's completely a villain either. Like, yeah. she yeah. does some good stuff, a lot of good stuff too. Yeah. Um, how'd this turn into a deep dive of her character? <laughs> We're like reviewing an album. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's fine. Um, but. Well, oh, no. oh, wait. I can tie it back into the album. Uh, <laughs> transitions. And, like, we see her being self-reflective on everything with, like, track two, anti-hero. Yeah. And her being like, oh, I am the problem. Why? Like, part of the time, I am actually the problem. People shouldn't, like, be supporting me all the time. That would have to be exhausting, like, constantly having to fight for me. And she said, like... While she was announcing the tracks, um, she doesn't need 
people to protect her all the time and and all but yeah yeah i think people forget that big artists are actual people too exactly yeah yeah and like they don't think that they have feelings either and everything like with have you guys watched the anti-hero music video oh yeah yeah Yeah. with the thing of like she had an eating disorder too and so with the thing like the scale that said fat they had to remove uh uh-huh because it was her like perpetuating fat phobia which i see both sides of it of how that could like potentially perpetuate it and the fact that it is a group of people that would get more hate for Mm -hmm. their body weight and so them not wanting to be something that she'd be ashamed of but at the same time the video is also about her own insecurities so and in general like my viewpoint on a lot of things is like message received should be more important than like message sent there's like exceptions to it obviously but with anything but if it's if it's doing something that could potentially hurt someone and you have like such a big platform you should like take that into account and like apologize and whatever so in that sense i think it's a good thing that she edited it out but also it's her own lived experience and it's like something that a lot of a lot of other people deal with. Yeah. Jaden, what was your overall view of the album or like your like rating of the album? Oh, um, I loved it. Like from the first time I heard it. Um, me and my friend ranked our favorite albums and I put it in the third spot oh. after Reputation and Speak Now. Well, yeah. That, yeah, too solid. But it was I I really liked it. Rhea? Okay, I'm going to be honest. Initial listen, like, first listen, which was the day, like, the morning it came out when I was tired and delirious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love all of the songs on it. Yeah, I got to let it grow on you. Yeah, yeah, I think over time, like, a lot of the songs are going to grow on me like it did with Lover. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Okay, thank you guys for listening, and... This was Music Mayhem. I'm Lainey. I'm Rhea. I'm Jada. And bye.